Good morning. Happy New Year. As you can see, I'm a little worse for the wear, but I'll do what I can. I was actually telling my son I've got the preach today, and his very encouraging words were, it's the first one for the year preaching. I want to make it a good one. <laughs> I want to start off well. So anyway, we'll see how we go. So 2023 is here and we're heading off into another year. And last week we saw the message online from Pastor Jeff. And wow, what an encouragement. Things can change. You know what? I believe it. Things can change. This year coming does not have to be a repeat of last year. Things can change. And what better way to start a new beginning than in a new year, a new adventure, a new goal, a new dream. So as Pastor Jeff mentioned last week, it's all about faith and the heroes of faith for this month of January. Today we'll be unpacking the father of faith, Abraham. Abraham and his family set off on a journey, a journey in faith and a journey with new beginnings. I'd like to hopefully show you today how stepping out in faith, it is a risk. It is a risk that is worth taking. In today's society, it is so vital to be able to step out in faith and know who you're putting your trust and your faith in. The world today says you have the power to do what you want to do. You're in control of your own destiny. You don't have to answer to anybody else. It's a life of freedom. But let me tell you, a life in faith is a life in surrender and a life in obedience. And with that choice comes freedom and a life of peace. So here's a bit of background to the man that we know, Abraham. At the young age of 75, Abraham had a word from the Lord. At this stage, Abraham was only known as Abram, but to save confusion, I'll be referring him to as Abraham. In the Bible readings, I'll read it as it is as Abram. But Abram, Abraham and Sarah, they grabbed their family and they set off on this journey. Abraham was a wealthy man a man that was well-respected in the community. He was a son, a husband to Sarah and an uncle to Lot. He had servants, he had shepherds, he had goats, he had cattle, he had donkey. He was pretty well off and he was doing pretty good for his family. Now, when the Lord first came and spoke to Abraham, this was before all the laws and the commandments and everything. It was pre-Moses time. So it was a personal relationship that he had with the Lord. Abraham knew God. And God knew Abraham. From what I understand, there were no prophets. There was no teachers, things like that. It was literally a personal relationship. So there's six things that I'd like to focus on today. I have six key points. First point, obedience brings freedom. You know that feeling you get when Pastor Roe or Pastor Jeff has a word or a sermon or a preach and you just go, yes, that's for me. As of this week, I'm going to apply that. Things are going to change. 
then by Wednesday, reality sets in. Everything goes backwards. You go, oh. But that very first feeling, that initial feeling of confidence, of faith, that's where it all starts. That feeling. Abraham, I'm guessing, when the Lord first spoke to him, would have had something fairly similar, I reckon. Imagine the Lord telling you this. Genesis 12, chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. The Lord said to Abraham, or Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to a land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and I will be a, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham went as the Lord told him, and Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. What a word to hear from God. You'd feel immortal. You'd feel invincible. I will bless you. All those I wills. I will look after you. I will take care of you. I will... Uh, anyway. But that is where Abraham obeys. He and Sarah and all they, all they possessed went on a journey, a new beginning without knowing where they were going. This takes faith. This kind of obedience brings freedom. I'm going to paraphrase a little bit on what I just read. God says, go, Abram. Abram says, where, God? Don't care. Just go. You choose and I will take care of you because you have listened. Eventually, you will get where I want you to go. But between here and there, it's your journey. Trust in me and I will guide you. Obedience brings freedom. Point two, keep your eyes on the prize. Don't be afraid to ask the Lord if you're going the right direction, if you're on track. As you start your journey in, as you start your journey for a new beginning, life is going to get in the way. Kids, work, financial issues, health, sicknesses, bills, money issues, the list goes on. But don't be afraid to ask if you're on track. We see that Abraham is moving through the land, but he also has doubts. In Genesis 12, verse 6, it says, Abraham, Abram travelled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Morah at Shechem. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. Maybe here is where he's questioning, hang on a minute, this doesn't quite match with what I've been told. It's not what I thought. But the Lord appeared to Abram and said, to your offspring I'll give this land. The Lord confirmed to Abraham that he was on course by telling him, your offspring will get this land. Even though what Abraham saw in front of him was to the contrary. How often do we stop there because of what we see in front of us? Faith requires trust, even if we can't see how or why. At this point, is generally where the wheels fall off for us. We get stuck in situations and we try to get ourselves out of them. So please, keep going just as Abraham did. 
as long as he kept moving forward, the Lord was with him. Unfortunately, reality is they got the better and they became greater, greater than the mission or the word that he heard from the Lord, which brings me to point three. Mistakes create growth. Abraham made mistakes. Yes, he's just like you and I. He tried to handle things on his own instead of trusting and promising, trusting in the promises of God. I'll give you two examples of this. First example, Abraham found himself in the middle of a famine. That's fine. He took his family down to Egypt. No worries. He did. He was looking after his family. That's not the mistake that he made. The mistake was how he went about it. In verses 11 to 13, it reads, Now there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down to Egypt to live there for a while because the famine was severe. It's what happens next that's where it all comes undone. As he was about to enter Egypt, he said to his wife Sarai, I know what a beautiful woman you are. When the Egyptians see you, When the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his wife. Then they will kill me, but let you live. Say you are my sister, so that I will be treated well for your sake and for my family and my life will be spared because of you. Hang on. This bloke's meant to be the father of faith. But he's now more scared of the Egyptians. He's more scared of what may happen to him, what might Come. But he reacted to what was directly in front of him. He did not take the step and holding firm to what the Lord told him. Let's go back a minute. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and I will curse whoever curses you. This is the Lord. Nothing's impossible for the Lord. Abraham forgot all that the Lord had said. He tried to make sure that he planned things to keep himself safe, which ultimately meant disowning Sarah, his wife, as a sister. I'll leave that one there and I'll move on to example two. Example two is found later in Genesis 16, when Sarah had, Sarah had enough of the clock ticking and formulates a way to help God. So in Genesis 16, verse 1, Now Sarai, Abraham's wife, had borne him no children, but she had an Egyptian slave named Hagar. So she said to Abram, Let, The Lord has kept me from having children. Go sleep with my slave. Perhaps I can build a family through her. Abraham agreed. Once... Again, the problem in front of them apparently needed to be solved by them. Look at verse 2. Sarah says, perhaps I can build. And then Abraham agrees. What were they thinking? I really don't think God needs us to be able to solve problems for him. But this is generally where we tend to make things worse when we do try. In both these scenarios, we see wonderful examples of stepping in, taking over, and ultimately leading to greater problems. 
We also see that in both cases, Sarah was pushed aside as a wife and as a mother-to-be. In this situation with Sarah and Abraham, I see that God honours the marriage more than he honours the man. There are times, yes, where you will need to stand up and trust in your faith with the Lord. But in a marriage, there may come times too where you need to team up with your partner and both of you need to trust in the Lord, not just one-on-one. And taking that, walking on the, walking on the same page, Standing on the same page, walking hand in hand, is key. Here we see that in both cases, Abraham and Sarah's actions had consequences. After Abraham had said Sarah was not his wife, Pharaoh took her in, made Sarah his wife, which then meant the Lord inflicted serious diseases on Pharaoh and his family. In regards to Hagar, Hagar fell pregnant, gave birth to Ishmael, which is still causing problems today. God does not need us to solve problems for him. He needs us to obey and to trust. Now that we see that Abraham was human, just like you and I, he even made some pretty poor choices. These mistakes that Abraham and Sarah made still didn't stop the miracles of God or the blessings he promised. One thing I want to point out, and I left out until now, is point four. The situation with Abraham, Sarah and Haggai came after God had a deeper meaningful with Abraham. And he even made a covenant with Abraham. So my point four, you're not sure? Talk to God. Talk to him. There is no shame in talking to God and letting him know what your worries and your concerns are. You may even have valid reasons, valid fears. He won't care if you go to him. He won't care if you pour out your heart and say, I am scared. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. You've said this is going to happen. It just doesn't make sense. At the start of Genesis 15... We read that Abraham Abraham is questioning how God would make him into a great nation. And Abraham even reasons why he doubts God's promises. This is an important part of the process of, of living a life in faith. If you can always see what's coming up, what's in head, where does faith come into it? Where does your trust in the Lord come into it? On the flip side, if you live by the attitude of, Whatever happens, happens. Come what may. Same again. Where is your faith and your trust in the Lord? There needs to be a balance between both. In Genesis 15, verses 1 through to 6, it says, The word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me? Since I remain childless, and the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus. This is a valid point. How how can it go forward down the line if he's got no kids? Then Abram says, You have given me no children, so a servant of my household will be my heir. But the word of the Lord came to him This man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood 
will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look up at the sky and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. Abraham believed the Lord. He believed him. And he credited it to him as righteousness. As I said, this covenant came to Abraham before the um, Sarah and Hagar saga. But Abraham was still credited as righteousness because he believed. So if he believed and he knew the Lord could, the Lord said it directly to him, then why make the mistake of trying to solve the problem himself and having a baby his own way? Because he's human. He made mistakes, just like you and I make mistakes. He reacted to what was in front of him. The reality of what stood in front of him outweighed what the Lord had said to him. We are human. We will make mistakes. We will fall down. But the good thing about falling down is you get to get back up. Eventually, you'll be able to stand and remain standing when it counts. And that's point five. When it counts. Without making mistakes, how will we ever learn what's right and what's wrong? There is success in failure. Just because we've made mistakes in the past, and sometimes those mistakes have been very valid reasons, doesn't mean that we have failed God and that, we won't be, that he won't be able to deliver. Being able to stand strong in faith when it counts makes all the difference. Things seem to go quiet a little while for Abram, Abraham and his wife Sarah, but one day Abraham's faith was put to the test. But not only his faith, his trust in God. It was put to the ultimate test when he was asked to sacrifice his and Sarah's one and only son. In Genesis 22, verse 2, Then God said, Take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain. I will show you. Abraham, by this time, I'm guessing had learned by his mistakes. He trusted in the Lord no matter what. Abraham was just about to sacrifice his son, as he was asked to, and the Lord delivered a ram to take the place. I forgot to put these verses in, but I'll read it out. Genesis 22, verse 11 to 13. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, I am here, he replied. Do not lay a hand on your boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that your fear for God, that you fear God, because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up, and there in the thicket was a ram caught by its thorns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering to the Lord. Yes, Abraham was tested. His faith and his trust was put to the test. 
but he learned to trust God no matter what. Living a life in faith takes courage, it takes strength, it takes knockdowns, it takes getting back up. But how will we ever get stronger if it was all just given to us? Because of Abraham's obedience and faithfulness, even with making mistakes, God's promises were fulfilled and are still being fulfilled today. We, you and I, are living, breathing fulfilments of that promise, the covenant made between God and Abraham. We have received and are still receiving that spoken blessing. Point six, my last point. God's promises will never fail. Galatians 3.14, he redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham may come to the Gentiles, that's you and I, through Jesus Christ, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. You, me, this church, every person that preaches the name of Jesus Christ, that proclaims him as Lord and Saviour, is a fulfilment of that very promise made thousands of years ago between Abraham and God himself. Abraham was no different to you and I. He was human. He made mistakes. But he had the courage to say, yes, I will go. He had the strength to admit, I don't know how this is going to work out. It doesn't make sense. He talked to God about it. He had the wisdom to learn from his mistakes and he had the faith to trust God when it counted. So to wrap this up into a neat little bundle, I'd like to read the following passage to you from Hebrews 11. It sums up everything I've been saying. Now, the words are not going to be on the screen. Now, I did this because I want to read it to you as an encouragement, just like Paul read it to the Jewish Christians as an encouragement to them. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place, would later receive he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs to him of the same promise. And by faith, even Sarah who was past the childbearing age, was unable to have children because she considered him faithful who made the promise. And so from one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sands in the seashore. By faith, Abraham, when tested, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice, his one and only son. He who embraced the promise was about to sacrifice his one and only son. Even though God said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead. And so, in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from the dead. 
that is just so encouraging. That there sums up everything about the man Abraham and the father of faith. All this happened because one man said, yes, I will go. All this happened because one man had the courage to keep going, trusting, learning and growing and believing and living in faith no matter what. Because of his commitment to a new beginning, we reap the benefits. So what's your new beginning? If you don't have one, ask God. Ask God to set you off on a journey, to give you something that involves both you and him, something where it's going to take you to say, Lord, I can't do this without you. Something that needs you to rely on Jesus. Allow Jesus to walk with you and to lead you further than you've ever been before, not just in life but also in your relationship with him. I believe this year will be a year of faith and faith again. What do I mean by this? Some of you are going to step out in faith for the first time. I believe that. Some of you are going to get the courage to step out in the first, for the first time in faith. It could be something that's on your heart and has been there for a long time and it could be something that you just received. But it's going to take you to take the action of stepping out in faith. Some of you are going to step out in faith again. Things haven't worked in the past. You've made mistakes. You stopped. You got stuck. You tried to handle things on your own. doesn't matter. Reset. Start. Take that step. Faith is an action word. It is something you need to act on. It is not something that you wait for. I believe this year, as you step out in faith... The people closest to you are going to see the changes that the Lord does in your life. I believe that they are also going to receive the benefits of watching you, the ones who trust you. I believe that the Lord this year will move and anoint and bless you because of your choices to step out in faith. Some of you are going to see miracle healings because you're reliant on faith, not on what you can do. Families are going to be brought back together. Years of fighting and quarrelling finished because of your trust in the Lord. Some of you, through faith, are going to have miracle provisions, kingdom provisions that cannot be explained any other way because you put your trust in the Lord. Husbands and wives decide to trust in the Lord. Marriages that are just holding on are going to become stronger than ever because you both together join Hand in hand, trusting in the Lord. I believe the family unit will be strengthened and society will not be able to divide children and parents where Christ is the centre of the family. I totally believe that. I believe the people of this very church, through Christ, are going to have such a stronghold on the city of Bathurst, it will not be able to be removed by the enemy. The enemy will not be able to overcome the people of this church because of our faith in God. I believe this has happened. I believe it. I know we haven't seen it yet, but we will get there. You will get there. You are going to see the Lord move because of your first step to take action in faith. I believe in my God. I believe in my Lord, my Saviour. I believe in the promise keeper. I believe in that in him, through him, by him, things can change. 
I believe that stepping out in faith is something that you can only do with him. Laura, do you want to jump up on keys if possible? You know what else? I also believe in Hebrews 11 verse 1. Faith is the confidence in things hoped for, in the things we hope for, the assurance of what we do not see. Ask Jesus, what can I hope for? He will show you. And when you receive it, whatever it is that he wants to show you, whatever it is he wants to tell you, believe it. No matter how it seems, then you will have the assurance of what you, don't, what you do not see. Living in faith and by faith is living a life in freedom. It is not restriction. When you are being led by the Lord and the Lord is leading you, there are no boundaries. It is a life in peace. A new beginning is something to be excited about. It is something that you take hold of. Don't stop moving. Don't stop believing. Things can change. Don't fix your eyes on the situation in front of you. Place your hand in the Lord's hand and walk together on the journey that is meant for you and Him. He's not going to lead you astray. Yes, stepping out in faith, it, it is scary. I've been there. I've done it. I know what it's like. It's scary. Not to this point. I've never had ever close to that point. But he is a good, good father. He is not going to let you fall. He will always be there no matter what. So in closing, if we can all just stand... I'm not going to ask anyone to put their hands up. I'm not going to ask anybody who needs prayer or anything. I want us all to pray. I want us to all put our hands out as though we're receiving a gift. And I want to pray for all of us, including me. Lord, Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are the faithful one. I thank you that you are the one that is the miracle worker. You are the one that can take a woman at the age of 90 to give birth, past the age of childbearing. You can split the seas. There is nothing that you cannot do, Lord. And Lord, I just pray for every single person in this room today, every single person watching online, as they step out in faith this year, that you bless them, that you place on their heart where you want them to stretch their faith with you, where you want to them to grow with you. Lord, this is a personal thing between you and each and every person, but each and every person can lean in, step out and get stronger through you because of you. So Holy Spirit, I ask that you place a fire inside of each and every person today. Fill them with a vision that they can hope for, an assurance that they can hold to. Give us the courage to not look at the situation in front of us, but look at the person who has control over everything. Lord, I thank you. 
I thank you for everything that we have learned through our heroes of faith. And I pray and I ask that you allow that same confidence, that same faith to flow through us today. In Jesus' name, amen.